You got a Fanta? <laughs> yeah, dog. Spoilers. Didn't you say we're? Didn't she say we're cracking beers? <laughs> yeah, on Saturdays. Well, now I feel like an alcoholic. I can't crack beers on Sunday morning. Why not? You're supposed to drink me, wine on Sunday morning. It'll put me in a whoosh, skyrocket forward to drunk, and <laughs> tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> okay. Well. Welcome to Nerdy Thursday. The world was big and cruel, and cold and gray and sad. But Nerdy Thursday came up and made everybody glad. Because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds. And they left the gray old square world behind. Nerdy Thursday, you're the man I hope Welcome everybody to friend. Nerdy Thursday. We're you two hosts, Sean and Mitch. And we're just a couple of guys that like beer, games, and nerd culture in general. My name is Sean and, well... Most of people know me as Sean, and with me, as always, is Mitch. What's up, dude? Oh, not much, man. Just waking up. Had a party last night. Uh, that was fun. Cause, nice. So, yeah, so Friday I got out of work and shotgun a beer. And then I yeah. went up to somebody's house and did some tree work for them. And then I came home because work called at like 8 o'clock and said, hey, do you want to come in for the night? So, of course, I did. Yeah. For seven hours of overtime. Got home at three o'clock in the morning. My stupid body woke me up at 6.30. And then (laughs) I started preparing food for a party we were having at the house until about 12. And then we went to a party in the afternoon. And then I came back home. And finished preparing for the party we were having. <laughs> and before anybody gets cranky, there was less than 10 people at both. But <laughs> Angry voicemails. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was Caitlin's best friend's birthday. And she wanted hibachi. But since all the restaurants are closed, we had to do it at the house. Okay. And how to come out? What'd uh, you make? I, just, I did kebabs. Chicken kebabs. Because there was... You know, ten people, and I'm not doing hibachi orders for ten people on a little little <laughs> breakfast griddle. So, <laughs> so the neighbor brought over her griddle too, and Caitlin and I both cooked rice <laughs> on those for fried rice to go. Did with the you cook. at least have sake, sake, sake? No, like half the people that were there don't like sake, so we put prosecco in a squirt bottle. <laughs> we were squirting champagne. <laughs> I love that you guys committed to that, though. Oh, yeah. That you guys did that. That's awesome. And the, the table was basically set up in the same shape. We just changed it a little bit to make it more accommodating. And, just that big horseshoe? Yeah, but it was more of a like a house straight, and then I work at like a roof with a grill in the yeah. back. And we yeah. were standing in the middle. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then <laughs> oh, so many good jokes. Because, well, well, I'm a prop comic, and it's just way easier to be funny when you're holding something. <laughs> so the first one uh we were starting with salad as is tradition at the hibachi place so i grabbed a handful of lettuce and i threw it at everybody and said let us start this party dear god they didn't laugh at that one they, they weren't impressed yeah yeah i know i just cringed on the inside <laughs> but they were worn to wear <laughs> shirts that they didn't mind getting dirty I mean, good thing because we're not good we're not good champagne squirters <laughs> but the 
the best joke of the night was probably right after that one where I told her friend Mandy that her friends had organized this big party and wanted the fresh chicken dinner and pulled one of our mm-hmm. chickens out of a bucket. <laughs> 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 Nobody was expecting that. <laughs> yeah, you had a fun uh, a fun situation where the chickens went missing. What happened with that? Oh, yeah. Uh, we found it around the corner, and then the other one just came back at nighttime. But Like, like the chickens leave and just come back? Yeah. They know where what? home is, I guess. But, yeah. Hmm. The the women of the house were not impressed by that, that, that those actions. <laughs> were they very upset that they went missing or upset that they, they know how to leave and come back? That they were missing. Well, uh, okay. See, I had called Caitlin and let her know that somebody left the run open, so the chickens were just running around freely. When yeah. I came home after somebody's been go- nobody's been home for like an hour and a half. And yeah. two were missing. So well, then she re- took a 35-minute ride back home, having that information just stored in her brain, <laughs> and didn't tell her daughter. Uh-huh. So then her daughter came home, and well, there was no way to hide it, because there was only six chickens, not eight. Yeah. And we said, well, the run got left open, and they're missing. Yeah. Learning lesson. Tears. Yeah, ah, uh, that sucks. Well, that's a learning lesson. I mean, who knows who did it, but I guarantee you everybody's going to double check from now on. Oh, yeah, probably, Caitlin. <laughs> this whole recording in the morning thing is a lot easier than doing it in the afternoon after being at work all day. What? <laughs> I don't know. It's just easier to talk and not be, you know, it's, I don't know, we're woken up. Uh, Mitch, what are you drinking over there? Coffee. Nice. It's Sunday That's morning, smart. Sean. What do you have? <laughs> so, I have iced coffee that I planned on drinking throughout the show. Perfect. Because I really didn't want to drink this beer, but you Well, said, now it's open. Yeah, exactly. Last week when you said, we're going to start recording on Saturday mornings at 7, you know, start off with a nice beer pop. I'm like, okay, I, I guess I can get behind that. Of course, we didn't record yesterday. Yeah, so Because we pushed changed. it back to today, and I woke up this morning, and I'm like, man, I really don't want to drink anything today. And I looked in the fridge, and I'm like, fuck. Grabbed, grabbed this Allagash ha- uh, Haunted House Hoppy Dark Ale. Uh, it's 6.66%. It's a pinter. One from the uh, back for October. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I um, grabbed it because I thought it was going to go really good with coffee. You know, because I didn't want to really drink that much in the morning. Yeah. You're a bad lead-up person because it sounds like you didn't like it. No, it's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. No, I mean, no, it sounded like it was going to be the opposite of going good with coffee. Oh, I mean, I basically, so I initially looked at it and figured it was a stout. I didn't realize it was a dark ale. So I figured that it would go really good with the coffee. Uh-huh. But I mean, this is surprisingly really dark, and uh, I mean, it's not thick enough to be a, a stout, obviously. Um, but it, it pairs really well with the iced coffee, and I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd give it, I'd give it a four on this Sunday morning. Nice that let I me, that I don't want to be drinking. <laughs> let, me, let me let me drink what I popped. Oh, that's. It's very sweet and sugary. You got to share with the with the <sighs> listeners. <laughs> it's got a real strong orange flavor. 
Because it's orange Fanta. It does not pair well with the coffee. I was about to say, that's got to pair like complete dog shit. <laughs> I should oh open a Coke. Uh, so we're in week two of our Mail Brooks month. Is that ever going to grow on you? No. <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> it's a tumor. It's a tumor. Uh, and we're talking about Blazing Saddles. Now, noticeably, there's somebody missing from this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we were supposed to record Friday. Yeah. But then the storm rolled in, so I pushed it back just in case I had to work. Mm-hmm. Which we could have done right after work and still been fine. But with this third party who's not here, you never know Gus. when that arrival is going to happen. So I didn't want to plan for that. And yeah. then Saturday morning, we made plans, but we never got a response from him. And then also, I might have still been working. Yeah. So we pushed it back again. And to be fair, I even uh, I pushed it back to Sunday before you even found out that you're working all night. Just because instead of watching this movie on Friday night, I instead drank and played games with the boys. Uh-huh. <coughs> and I'm well, like, see- I'll, watch, I'll watch it on Saturday. And then I didn't watch it on Saturday, and I got up stupid early this morning to watch it. See, that was going to be one of my questions, was you just sent me a picture saying, oh, 20 minutes, I'll be ready to record. And yeah. I was like, and I was going to ask if this was your first time watching it or like your ninth time watching it, because that seems to be your MO now. That I was going to lie to you and tell you <laughs> that I had to watch it a second time just to, just to get it straight, but I couldn't. I didn't watch it yesterday. I, I spent all day on the hammock watching MasterChef instead. <laughs> Yeah. God forbid you you t- you changed it while you were out there relaxing. Yeah. So to a, to, a vul- to a vulgar movie with people walking by every six minutes. <laughs> Could you imagine in my part of Pittsfield just watching this with the N word just being thrown around <laughs> as much as it is in that movie? Dude, I would have gotten stabbed in my front lawn. <laughs> Oh my god! So yeah, we had to we had to keep pushing it around, but Gus wasn't showing up anyways. Because I mean, he, I think he gave us the thumbs up that he was good to record. But as soon as we were scheduled the first time, no response, <laughs> nothing, nothing from him. And I let's be honest, after watching the movie that I just watched, yeah, <laughs> having it him been, on would not be a good idea. It would have been perfect. Like, I think I even brought it up to somebody, uh, you know, in our boys group, and I'm like, yeah, we're talking about Blazing Saddles, uh, Gus might be on, and they're like, you sure that's a good idea? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a good idea. It would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, man. So, this is... Do you know how much editing yeah. you'd have to do? Uh, a lot. And yeah. I haven't had to do a lot of editing in a while. But that would have been bad. Just trying to keep you sharp. <laughs> and your dad's like the nicest guy in the world. But but pump a couple beers into him and like <laughs> it's always the Bud Light. It's always you can the learn Bud a thing. Light. You can learn a thing. <laughs> uh, so this was my first time. <clears throat> excuse me. So this morning was my first time ever having seen this movie in totality. Uh, I had seen bits and. I had seen bits and pieces of it growing up because my brother <clears throat> loves this movie, 
And about halfway into this movie, I'm like, wow, I can tell why my brother's such a shitbag. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, this was one of those movies that he just, he's probably seen like a hundred times. And I mean, most everybody I know has seen this movie like a hundred times, except for me. And I think the big thing for me was that I just hate Western movies. Uh-huh. And westerns in general, they're starting to grow on me now. Like, there's a handful that I could mention that I do like. Like, you had mentioned a couple of weeks ago that Caitlin wanted to watch Tombstone, and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do that movie. Like, I like Tombstone. It's no. not Tombstone. It was some other weird one. Tomahawk something. Oh, oh uh, Bone Tomahawk. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Something like that. I think I've seen that too. It's quite enjoyable. But I gotta say, I'm massively conflicted on this movie. Oh, go on. Uh, I will start off real quick by saying that Blazing Saddles is about uh, a corrupt politician who appoints a black sheriff to ruin a western town who promptly becomes his most formidable adversary. That's coming straight in from IMDb. But I am conflicted on this because for like the first, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes of this movie, I'm like, man, this is not even funny. This is just crass for the fucking sake of being crass. That's what makes it funny. And then it did grow on me, and I'm like, wow, I'm really enjoying this movie. This is a lot of fun, and it turned turned into, turned from me being like, man, why does everybody like this movie, to, oh, I can see why people like this movie. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden at the end of the movie, you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it went from being really fun to me hating the movie. Yeah, pretty and much. It's like, I, and, and I hate it when they do that. They do that as well in uh, Goldmember, Austin Powers' Goldmember, where they have like the whole, it, it's a movie within a movie kind of aesthetic. And I just, yeah. I hate it even, I hate it everywhere that I see this. So when they went to the premiere of Blazing Saddles, you were upset. I thought it was stupid, but you like I hated it. But you ha- but you like Mr. Video. What's that? From, but you like Mr. Video from Spaceballs. Uh, I well, that's different. That's like a fourth wall breaking <laughs> thing. Like that's not a departure. That's a funny gag. Like this is taking a, the movie and completely turning it on its head. <laughs> That's, you know, that's it, fair. It's like I wanted this movie to just have a Western resolution instead of devolving into this Hollywood slapstick. There's a fucking Hitler, you know, oh, I'm out of this after the bunker scene, <laughs> you know, in the cafeteria. And I'm like, man, this is it's almost like face melting in the sense that you're like watching you're like, mm, OK, they went there. They. I really, I'm more upset that it took time for me to really enjoy this movie, and then they just kicked me in the dick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if I could have shut this movie off with 20 minutes left to it and just been like, hmm, okay, maybe I'll finish that time, this movie sometime, and I never came back to it, would have loved it. I would have looked back with fond memories, man. (laughs) Like, it's... Like, as soon as like, they st- start riding into the fake Rock Ridge. Yeah! Like, oh, they outs- they outsmarted him. Click. <laughs> yeah, it's off. Great. That is a... If you've never seen this movie, stop it as soon as that happens. As soon as he starts... Gene Wilder, as Jim, starts shooting the explosives, turn it off. That's all you need. Because as soon as the brawl starts, 
It all unfolds. It goes, goes straight to know, hell. It goes straight to hell. Yeah, it pans up from Red Rock Ridge or whatever, and you see that they're on a studio lot in like some Hollywood thing. And next thing you know, there's a dance number going on where he starts calling, you know, he goes up and insults all the gay dancers. And I'm just like, wait a minute, what? Where am I? I wish people could see me right now because, like, this was my reaction. I wish you'd. Like, it, it took me like five minutes to comprehend what the fuck was going on. You should be streaming when you watch movies. I feel like you're pretty animated to, like, the face you're making right now. This is probably exactly what you did, and you're just like, eh? <laughs> so I'm going to ask, how do you feel about this movie in its entirety? And then we can break it down even further. But that's that's how I felt watching this movie from beginning to end. Yeah. So Where are you? You have that nice crass part at the beginning, like you were saying, which is nowadays just super shocking. It may be super but, uncomfortable. Yeah, like, the way it is, like, if you showed that to a teenager now with, like, all the anti-bullying and all the love each other and all this stuff, that that's not going anywhere. Nobody's buying this. No. And, like, just because it's so crass, like, you like you can see that it's funny. Like, mm-hmm. and then it's really good and interesting. Yeah. And then, like you said, they start that pan out. And then you just go, huh, I guess I'll, uh, you know, check my fossils and, well, and read, a, read, a, yeah, read, a, read a book, do something. This is where it's the bad. Pro- <clears throat> the problem is, is that they made a really good story out of it. And I feel like if I had watched this when I was a kid, I would have enjoyed the beginning of the movie even more than I did. But like you said, it's just so crass and in today's day and age having no nostalgia for this movie i was just like what the fuck (laughs) when did they make this (laughs) yeah 1974 okay checks out but that's still hard to wrap my mind around the fact that they made this yeah (laughs) you know but that's what makes this movie so special it'll nothing like that'll ever happen again it's a it's a time capsule movie it really is and like the more that i'm talking about the beginning of the movie the more I'm more forgiving for the beginning of the movie just because of when it was made. And I, I'm kind of upset that I don't have nostalgia for it because I wish that I enjoyed the beginning more. But also at the same time, I, I wish you feel that like I a horrible person. Enjoy that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're not supposed to like that. <laughs> well, just think now you'll get some of my references because like the first half hour is probably the most quoted part of the whole movie. Uh, what do you got? Oh, uh, now that you put me on the spot, I have no idea. <laughs> I I don't know how you can quote the yeah. first 20 minutes of the movie out in public. Yeah, or exactly. Any, <laughs> with any semblance of uh, feeling all right about it. But um, there was a couple of parts in this movie that I really, really loved in terms of, like, you know, quotes. Again, nothing too huge that I could actually go out of my way to quote. I sort of like, like I referenced at the very beginning of the show where he goes, what's your name? He's like, I'm Jim, but uh, most people know me as, well, Jim. <laughs> and I I literally laughed out loud at that part because I thought that was so funny. And uh, Gene Wilder is a was a goddamn treasure, man. Like, yeah. 
he was a goddamn treasure, and I am surprised that he is not more regarded as, like, a fucking... Like, I don't see him on a list of goddamn studs, because that man is a good fucking looking man. And wait those on, baby Wait on next week when we talk about him again. We have a month? When are we coming back? No, next week. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you said a month. Um, yeah, I thought those were great. I loved when they were smoking weed. And every time he took a hit, his voice went higher. Yeah. Just to indicate that he was high. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was really good. Uh, What's your favorite part of this movie? Uh, Probably when he uh, gets first introduced. So he comes riding. Which character? Bart as the sheriff. When he comes riding into town. And like somebody Mm -hmm. just pulls the banner up. Oh, and yes. All, and they're all like, what the hell is this? So he comes walking in, just pulls it back down, jumps up there to, like, receive the, the laurel and hearty handshake. And uh, everybody's just pointing guns at him, and then he starts, like... He holds himself doing, hostage? Yeah, he holds himself hostage. That's what I was trying to... I was trying to think of, the <laughs> like, the phrase. That was so funny. Uh, that's actually the first, cause I wasn't really going to take notes through this movie cause I was watching it right away, but that was like literally one of my first notes <laughs> is that, that, that was really good. Um, I like the scene when he, when they're holding the meeting with uh, Mel Brooks there the first time, uh, the governor who is just, every oh. character he plays is just a fucking idiot. The governor is the best character. The governor is the best character. He's so good. He's cross <laughs> I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Give the governor a give harumph. Him a, give him a harumph. We watch your ass. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. That was so great. I loved the, uh, what's his, Headley? Uh, yeah. The first time that he's talking to Headley, uh, the idiot outlaw there is talking to him. And the guys outside hanging people. And every time uh, it goes back to look outside, it's like a different, like somebody's on a different sort of like vehicle. So like the first person's on a wheelchair. Yeah, it's a more ridiculous like setup. (laughs) My favorite is how the horse has a noose too. (laughs) Get them both. Oh my God. There was a lot of really funny horse gags in this. Uh, What's the the big old brute's name? Was it Munson or something? Mongo. Mongo. I love when Mago comes out and just punches a horse in the face. <laughs> <laughs> the, horse, the horse just crumples with the guy on top of it. <laughs> so good. It's oh, 8.30 God. in the morning and there's a siren coming. That's fantastic. Someone OD'd super early today. Sweet. We had one at like midnight last night. That's in your neighborhood? Not That's in the wild. neighborhood, but on Main Street. Oh, okay. So, so you just heard it in soon, the distance. Yeah, as soon as you got out, of, get out of the neighborhood. So we talked about how the beginning was rough, and that's a lot of like, you know, because they're setting up a railroad, and yeah. so they've got you know black people and Chinese people, and apparently the Irish uh, <laughs> working on the railroad, um, and of course you've got like the I don't know, it's not, it's like these old white cow folk, I guess. Wranglers, cowboys, kind of, I don't know. I, I, Like I said, I don't really watch Westerners that much, but, you know, the old dicks calling them really awful, <laughs> awful names and yep. 
leads them into the quicksand. And this movie is really good about like the visual gags because they're through the they're throughout the movie and they're like I don't know. I wouldn't say subtle, but really humorous. Um, in that they rode a handcart. They made them these two black guys ride the handcart towards the quicksand, and the railroad just goes straight into quicksand. <laughs> And they start sinking, and he's like, I don't like it. The The ground's getting higher around us or something like that. The world's rising around <laughs> us. And so the guys show up on their horse, and let, he's like, give me a rope. And he tosses it in just so they can pull out the hand cart. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that was funny. Which leads to, uh, what's his name? Just smoking. Um, Bart. That Bart smoking the dude in the back of the head. <clears throat> Who? Oh, Taggart. Yeah. Taggart was the uh, the super racist guy's name, but smoked him in the head with a shovel, which leads to him coming into his custody and going to what's-his-face's thing, uh, Headley. Sorry, I'm really bad with names, especially if it's my first time watching a movie. But brings him to Headley's, and he talks him into hanging uh, Bart. But because Headley is basically making this railroad and making money off of it he needs to figure out a way to divert this railroad from the quicksand and that involves going through this land that's owned and it's a town so he's like got to try to figure out how to drive them out so we can just go through it so he appoints bart the sheriff because he's like well we'll get the people to leave if we're not going to attack him yeah this black sheriff and that's, I think, where the movie really started to pick up for me. And yeah. it just got very smart. Yeah. I think. Why? What else? What makes it... I, no, like, why? What makes it smarter? Because they jump away. Like, there's still... Like I was talking about when he holds himself hostage leading up to that. There's super yeah. racial overtones. Yep. And even, like, when he first... Day after that. Yeah. But then... I, so I would say, really, like, when he... Like, he holds himself hostage and meets Gene Wilder, and that's where you start getting the better that's, story. That's about where I mean. <clears throat> so, him showing up super uncomfortable, especially the whole scene where he's riding in. It, I loved <laughs> I loved his horse, how it had a Gucci handbag on it. Oh, oh isn't, isn't that when you have the orchestra in the middle of the desert, too? Yes! <laughs> like, he goes up, and it's like that classic uh, Wild West scene where, like... Like in the background, well, like he's riding on a horse, but it's him just sitting there on the horse, and all of a sudden it pans out, and it's this huge orchestra playing music for him in the middle of a desert. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh man! But he's showing up, and he's got they've got the guy up on the cliff, and they keep think, thinking he's saying he's near. near with the bell. Oh my god! And I'm just watching that, just like face palm like this i'm like oh man i get like mitch has made that reference before thinking that i got it oh, now you get I it i don't know it's so <laughs> it's so rough and it's like i love the setting of the town the red rock ridge or whatever the hell it's called because it's like it legit is like that little quaint uh you know saloon style town that you expect in every one of these movies and i love that setting it's part of the reason why i really liked westworld was the town that it involves so he rolls into that and they're all super racist 
and it, the, the movie just really starts to shine when Gene Wilder's Jim shows up. Um, even when he's just hanging from the bunk, you're like, oh, he's here. Here we go. This is about to get really good and fun. And we used to talk about how good pairings were between people. Like mm. um, back in the day, like when we talked about Dumb and Dumber, we did it with Plain Strains Automobiles. I've got to say this pairing of Jim and Bart is one of my favorite pairings in any movie that we've ever watched. Nice. I Their chemistry together was so awesome. And it just, honestly, it's part of the reason that I loved this movie before I ended up hating it. <laughs> it just, their, the idea of he rolls into this town and it's super, super racist, but then there's that one guy that used to be a sharpshooter. He's just like, I don't, are we, he's like, are we drunk? And he goes, are we black? Yes. Well, well, I guess I'm drunk then. And he's got a this awesome, this really fun backstory of he was, what was he, the Waco kid or something yeah. like that, fastest hands in the world, and he ends up getting shot in the ass by a six year old kid, and that's why <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Look at my hand," and it's like flight. He's like, "Wow, that's a steady hand." He's like, "That's not my shooting hand." He's like, Aah! his hands waving all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, I made hilarious. that. I make that reference all the time. I fucking love I mean, it, and now I'm gonna get it, and I'll laugh every goddamn yeah, time. Because I've I've done it a bunch of times. Like, look it, I'm not even drunk yet, but this is my drinking <laughs> hand. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good, and that's you know explains why he's an alcoholic and like the whole sight gag of him literally just downing <laughs> half a bottle of whiskey every two seconds <laughs> is amazing. And the scene when they're playing chess, and he's like, "All right, you want to see." This is how I prove that I'm I'm the Waco kid. He stands back like five feet and he's like, put your hands around that king on the board. Okay? Now when I say go, try to grab it. Go! And he clasps his hands together and he's got it in his fucking pistol holster. <laughs> so good! Really love that. Try really to tell you that. that. I tried to tell you years ago to watch this movie. I really re- regret not having watched three quarters of this movie years ago <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna harp on that like i this like entire it. time i enjoyed uh when when bert's giving his backstory and his backstory is just literally him rolling into the west and his family <laughs> at the tail end of like a caravan moving through that you know basically socially distanced themselves from the the white people uh, so that they didn't get run off. And then, of course, Mel Brooks has to come in, basically in blackface. In red face? In red face as an Indian. <laughs> and it took a second. I'm like, did he literally go red face for this? Yeah, yeah, he did. He really did. And, yeah, of course, he lets them go. And he's like, well, they're darker than we are. Oh, Lord. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, what are other things that you like about this movie or dislike? What is, uh, what about when they are doing their, they're getting their band together right for the end and they try to what? infiltrate? Oh, my God. That was my favorite scene of the entire movie. <laughs> Everybody loves that scene. This, oh, my God. So... You got, man, I'm just going to, you got Headley and you got Taggart trying to set up this, 
this crew of ragtag <laughs> miscreants. No, yeah. They put up a help help wanted sign, criminal record required, blah 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 blah. That was a great gag. And they end up going into the up into the rocks and setting up basically this application line, which was hilarious, <laughs> all leading up to Headley. And like hidden throughout that was just all of the the funniest little things. I mean, you had basically these guys on horses. They were bikers that were on horses with handlebars coming out of the horses, <laughs> which had me cracking up. You had basically a Nazi like infantry unit in the back of a of a cart being pulled by horses, which was hilarious. Who end up getting seduced later by the German singer lady. And at the tail end of that were just a couple of KKK members. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is this has gone crazy. Now, they end up showing up. Jim, Jim and uh, Bart end up shim- showing up and is like, well, how are we going to figure out what's going on? And they see the KKK members at the end and Jim goes, I've got an idea. So he hides Bart behind a, a rock and he goes, oh, hey, boys, look what I got here. <laughs> he fucking Where are the white Jim women up. at? Yeah, where where are your white women at? And so they go to attack him and they steal the 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 fucking robes. Oh man. Between that and like the robes, the KKK robes having a have a nice day sticker on the back. And the smiley of face, yeah. Oh my god. Everything about that was just so funny. And it's like as soon as you see Bert Bart just like jump back out, you're like, oh god. Oh, God, where are they going with this? But it was so well done. And the the whole idea of them setting up a fake Red Rock Ridge. Just Rock Ridge. Over, overnight with just like a bunch of wood and nails and shit because he, they recruited all of the uh, the railroad builders. I love that overnight. scene, too. It's, it's just absolutely ridiculous to the point where it works so well in this movie. And doesn't bring you out of it because it's like, all right, this is this is a really funny parody, and I love this. What's yeah. uh, outside of the end of the movie? What's your least favorite scene in this movie? Ooh, God, it's funny. I'm trying to like work backwards, yeah, <laughs> to like the it, point, like to where the dancers are, and then moving mm-hmm. on. Oh, uh, her, uh, the German girl lady singing her song. Yep. Same. I mean, there's, Why? there's a couple of good jokes in there, but it's just so obnoxious. It felt like filler, like unneeded filler for this movie. Like her whole character felt entirely unneeded. Yeah. Like I mean, there I, is... just, I understand the point and how he tried to use her to seduce him, so it works yeah. a little bit. But the song could have been in the background, like she could have, yeah, you know, done that. And then, like, as soon as they sat down, the song could have ended and just like delivered the flowers and the i want to see you but to have I, them sit down and have to listen to that whole song i honestly thought that even the scene where she was trying to seduce him completely unneeded as well like you could have taken that out of <clears throat> wow you could have taken that out of the movie entirely and it would have been the same exact movie yeah and like it wouldn't have changed. i i, I would have preferred them going back and doing a Mel Brooks scene with that hot secretary again in instead of this. 
because all all that scene was was Headley trying to get he's obviously fucked her before and is trying to fuck her again and trying to get her to seduce him to break his heart or something and what ends up happening is she ends up falling for him because he's got a huge dick and he's a nice guy yep it was so inconsequential that it <laughs> I that was when I checked my phone like as soon as the singing started yeah. is when I checked my phone and I think I texted you and I was like y'all I'll be ready soon or something like that <laughs> that's awesome that was just so unneeded <laughs> um what else is there to say about this movie who's your favorite character I already said it's the governor Oh, okay. Do you have a another favorite character that actually has more of a prominent role in this movie? Mm. <laughs> the governor's only there for about two minutes tops. Well, yeah, but it's so impactful. <laughs> He's so good. He's like, what's this one? Say, Like, he can't even read. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he literally makes Headley take his hand and sign for him. <laughs> he doesn't care. It's awesome. He's so fucking good. But yeah, oh. when when he's bouncing around, just going work, 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 work. Every time, every time I'm doing paperwork for <laughs> for the truck, that's what I do. Uh, tell me, he didn't remind you of just like a real life Muppet? Mm-hmm. Like, like he reminds yeah, me of right. the Swedish Chef. I'm glad you went to the Swedish Chef because when you said that, that's who I thought of. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. like, work, 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 work. <laughs> so good but yeah any other standout characters for you Uh, not really trying to think of because they each like have their own thing Mm -hmm. but uh no what what did you think of the toll booth god it's so stupid (laughs) (laughs) i literally can't can't ride your horse around it Somebody go back and get a shitload of dimes. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. And it's like, it's a, it's dedicated to Lepetamine. Yeah, the governor. Governor Lepetamine toll booth. He's like, this fucking governor's always yeah. messing shit up. Yeah. It's like in the middle of nowhere. And they just realize that these guys are the biggest idiots. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I That's thought it was I'm... really stupid, but laugh out loud at the same exact time. That's how I feel about this whole COVID thing. Like, every time they come up with a new guideline, like, because yeah. now we're three months in, now we have to wear masks everywhere we go. Yeah. What will that asshole think of next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, I mean, this is Sunday and tomorrow is the 18th where they are expected to announce what, what yeah. <laughs> announce the next plan. Yeah. It's probably going to involve sharks with lasers. <laughs> Yeah, announcing their shoot that opening plan. Grid. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. But it was <laughs> such a stupid scene, but I couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, this whole movie is just good, like, visual gags. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand how Mel, Mel Brooks's brain works that way. To like, like, how do you come up with a story and be like, all right. Or like, are, are you, like, trying to piece together gags and go, well, if we put this here and do that. Yeah absolute genius and like and that's 
you know, that's going without saying because Spaceballs was just full of awesome, really great visual smart things. So I don't know what I was expecting going into this, but it just he constantly surprises me with how funny and uh, clever he is in putting those into the movie. So, yeah, you're 100 percent right. I did hate the quintessential uh, in every 70s movie ever pie to the face Oh, yeah. Like, I hated that so much. And I don't even care if this movie, like, invented that gag. It didn't. I mean, that that was around in the Stooges, you know? But, like, I don't care if they made it popular again in this movie. Seeing it right now, having seen every 30s to 70s movie that I've seen, having seen it there, I'm like, come on! Yep. Yeah. Classic. Sorry, Eardrums people. So you didn't like the German song either? No. Is there any song in this here that you liked? I liked. So I, you know, I watch everything with subtitles. So like the opening, the opening song, I really liked because it sets, you know, it tells the story basically in the opening song. Yeah. You know, it starts the story in the opening song, kind of fades away, and you get into what's going on, and then at the end of the movie, they kind of take the beginning song and finish it off at the end and i really like that and reading it while it was being sung you know you can notice just all the the there's none that i can reference right now but while reading it i was like oh that's clever oh i like that (laughs) i i really fucking liked that a lot yeah so uh was there anything else that stood out to you or is what that is that what you were trying to get at to camp town ladies <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that was pretty good and i love how they all made fun of them <laughs> oh yeah well, <laughs> for liking that song <laughs> yeah because like, you brought up the hand cart and i was like oh that's my that's one of my favorites I actually honestly forgot about that because that scene is really funny and it's also like one of those I had a cringe the whole time because it's like they're talking about, you know, them being slaves. It's like, why aren't you guys singing? Don't you guys do them work songs and whatnot? And so they do this like really awesome like soul acapella barbershop quartet kind of song. And they're like, what is that that crap? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was that was that was really funny. I I did like that. Uh, I also liked their uh, their plan of initially running them out of town, where yep. it's their like their number six plan or whatever. That's when we go riding like, in a wampin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, so you're not gonna hurt the women or kids? No, we're gonna rape them. He's like, great plan. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Um, I also thought it was humorous that by the end of the movie, and it's all kind of, it's all foreshadowed by everything that Jim's saying about how it's like, well, the old lady called him the N-word that morning, and later she comes back and thanks him for stopping Mongo. (laughs) And he's like, well, and you know, look at it this way, in 24 years, they might shake your hand in broad daylight. (laughs) By the end of this movie, everyone's like accepting, they end up bringing everybody that worked onto the railroad to come help for in exchange for a plot of land and that's the really funny part to me was all well, the black folk and the chinese people can but we don't want the irish <laughs> and 
as an Irish boy, I thought that was really funny <laughs> to just really hate, really hate on the Irish. And it makes you really realize how much back in the day people hated Irish people. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. How'd you feel about Jim rolling out of town? Oh, at the end of the movie, like going nowhere special. Yeah. Well, that sounds like some place that I'd like to go. Uh, or what's he say? I've always wanted to go there. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I thought it was anticlimactic. But, yeah, like like you said, you you got to stop the movie right when they start rolling into town and the explosives start going off. Basically, that last part is just blanked out for me. <laughs> That's good. I hope like, literally every time, because you said last week that you watch this like once a year. I hope that you stop at three quarters of the way through the movie every goddamn time. I know, but I, I definitely pay way less attention. When I watch this again, that's what I'm doing. Because I'm going to watch this movie again and again and again. Like Up until that point, it really grew on me and I love this movie. But god damn, I hate that ending. <laughs> I cannot state that enough. Like, And it really sucks that like a week ago... A week or two ago, I watched all three Austin Power movies again, right? And I love those movies. But you get to the third one, and it's got that, like, really fun opening scene with Tom Cruise. Was this all Tom in, like, Cruise. one day? Or was Yeah, it... I, I binged them in one day. Okay. Just kind of, it, like, it was a lazy day. I was cleaning, and just happened to, I'm like, you know, I should watch through the Austin Powers movies again. And it was a blast. And I love the opening with Tom Cruise and Danny DeVito being like mini me giving up the little finger. <laughs> Fucking love it. And it was a it was a fun opening. But then you get to the end of the movie and they're all like watching that movie all together. And I'm like, I fucking hate everything about this. <laughs> That's how I felt here. And I'm just nailing that in like I'm. A railroad railroad worker, <laughs> but good. Oh, that gives me a fake scale. <laughs> I, I, how many nails are you? <laughs> how many how many na- how many nails in the coffin are you given the ending of this movie? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. Do you have more that you have to say about this, or did you want to get into ratings? We could do ratings. All right. Um, I'm actually going to do two ratings, like okay. we did last week. Yeah, sure. I'll go first then, because I only got the one. Okay. And if and if you're doing the same one, then it wouldn't make sense. Sure. <laughs> so, Sean. Mitch. On a scale of one to a bowl of family secret Dutch grandmas, how many how many family secret Dutch grandmas are you going to give this movie? <laughs> oh my god, that was such a good line. <laughs> My grandmother uh. was Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. <clears throat> I will, Mitch, on a scale of one to a bowl of secret family gr- Dutch grandmas, <clears throat> I would give this movie... This is so hard. This is so hard. Um, because I love, I really, really, really was enjoying this until it fell apart. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give this movie, I'm going to wait for this truck to pass. Perfect. I feel like you're like, I'll give this movie a, uh, 18 at the beginning cause it's super racist 
I want to give it a, I want to give it the middle a twenty-seven, and then the end's like a four. So uh, <laughs> that's why you add that all up. Divide by three. Yeah. So divide by three. Get the average of that. Um. <laughs> I'm really upset that you just said that because I've got to leave this in because that's so funny. <laughs> but I'm really upset that I didn't think of that first because that'd be amazing. I figured that's why in you my said, head. I was, oh, this truck's passing by. Uh huh. Hmm. Got to do the math. <laughs> no, I had a I had a number ready to go too. Uh, yeah. Before the truck drove by, and I was gonna say, I'm I'm gonna give this 19. And I okay. feel really bad about doing that because I know that it should be higher. Like, uh-huh. I want to give it, like, a 23 yeah. or a 24. Like, I want to, but the ending of this movie is so goddamn bad. Like, I cannot stress this enough that this is one of the worst endings to a movie that I've, like, ever watched. Yeah. It literally <laughs> almost ruined the movie for me. Fuck, yeah, it, man. I, see, I can't warn you about stuff like that, or else I wouldn't get an authentic <laughs> response. Oh, I'm just ha- still... I'm so upset. Have you ever I noticed, really... though, when you talk to somebody about this movie, they never mention the end? No! Nobody's ever once brought it up. <laughs> Does everybody just black it out? It's, it's, it's uh... <laughs> it's, uh, what do you call it? A trade secret? Or... <laughs> Like, well, you know, how, you know how like the fandom of this movie has just made an unwritten rule that you do not speak of the end. Well, sorry to everybody that's listening to this. <laughs> I spoke about that ending extensively. Yeah, but you never will again. <laughs> oh, maybe if I ever have a conversation with somebody about the worst ending <laughs> to a movie that I've ever seen. There you go. <laughs> Yo, people are going to hit me up. And be like, I've watched this movie a hundred times. It's not that bad. No, you're wrong. Go back, go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, sit down and watch the last twenty five minutes, and that's it. Actually, you know what? Watch the whole movie so you can get excited, and then have somebody stomp all over your excitement at the end. And then bust onto a all tuxedo musical set. Yeah, and then you know what? Go watch Three Ten to Yuma so you can get a palate cleanser, so you can watch a good western. <laughs> Fuck, crazy. Mitch. Sean. On a scale of one to a bowl. Of? And this really sucks because I only had one scale going into this and I just decided that I was doing two, so I'm trying to think really hard about a second one. I love it. On a scale of one to a bowl just full of gigantic foot-long brat Wurstenheimen Duschen schnitzels. How many foot-long... Got worse yeah. to Flitchell Schnuschen Diggins. Would, <laughs> would you give this movie? How many of those would you be able to eat? Sean, on a scale of one to a bowl of Bratwurst, Schuschen, Hyman, Douchers, Sausages, whatever you just said, um, I would give this movie a 22. Okay. And that's in general. That's it, yeah. That's okay. a that's a in general who just watched it recently. Okay. Rating. Got it. Awesome. Mitch, Shot. on a scale of one to a bowl full uh you got a shitload of a shitload of dimes. Uh-huh. 
how many dimes out of that bowl of a shitload of dimes would you put into a toll booth? <laughs> yeah, nostalgically for this nostalgically for this movie. At a scale of one to a bowl <laughs> of a shitload of dimes <laughs> that I have to put into a toll booth. <laughs> For nostalgic purposes, I would give this movie a 25. <laughs> shitload uh, of dimes and a shitload of dimes in a bowl that I would have to go in a toll booth. <laughs> I love how every time that we've said that, it's just eaten up like 45 more seconds of time. We might make an hour, boys. We're going to get to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Overall, I, I really love the idea and the fact that we are doing these movies right now because this is this is a movie like if we never talked about Blazing Saddles, I might not have ever watched this movie. It's just yeah. never it's never been one of those movies that's ever in my I'm going to sit down and watch this on my own wheelhouse kind of thing. Yeah. And so I really appreciate the fact that we are, and I get to see just more of Mel Brooks's three quarters of his genius um, on display because that was just so great. And I regret not watching that as a kid because I wish that I had that nostalgia for this movie. Honestly, <laughs> that's the second time. Or no, you seen yeah. Spaceballs before? Yeah, I saw Spaceballs. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen our next movie. Yeah, which is going to be Young Frankenstein. I've never. I've seen maybe a minute of that, just kind of, it was on in the background, I sat down, watched it for a minute, and got up and, I don't know, went and did something else. But my dad really liked that movie, and I'm very excited to watch that, and we might actually have a guest for that episode, so that could be fun. So, um, it's not going to be a real guest, too, yeah. way, <laughs> way more consistent. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I'm sure he's going to appreciate not having to do any editing on a show that he's on. So Yeah, uh, and we'll plus, be to... I'll be moving my truck and I can stay up later, or at least try to. Yeah. So we can... Well, he he actually, I told him about the thing that we're recording on Saturday mornings now, and he's totally game for that. Oh, okay, cool. So he's like, wow, 7 in the morning works perfect for me. I'm like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I told so, I told Kate, I told Caitlin that and she was like, "Really?" Well, I was like, "Yeah, you're still at work." Yeah, <laughs> I wake up pretty much at six fifteen on the weekends anyway. All I have yeah. to do is get dressed, like go, go down to Sean's house. Yeah, or yeah. we're just gonna do it online again and piece of cake. Yeah, this is super easy. So I, I'm really glad that we're doing this. Um, I mean. The whole getting out of a morning haze to talk about something coherent, it yeah, no, is gonna a need a red. Tough. Gonna have to buy some Red Bull or something. Yeah, or, or pop those, or start morning. coffee a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, but I overall, I, as our first morning doing this, I thought this was really great. And yeah, sorry I for being to... phlegmy. <laughs> oh yeah, that was really weird. I mean, I've got to cut that out, but like yeah. as I was talking, it was like. What the fuck? And, and <laughs> I'm not I'm used like, to talking this much this early. And everybody's home, so I'm in the basement again. My nose was running a little bit, so there's some sniffles in there. <laughs> that's funny. A lot well, of, oh, detail. yeah, that, that's a lot a of details call. to work she out. Work. Oh, it's Sunday morning. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm at 95. <laughs> Goddamn. All right. 
I feel like that was uh, a pretty good time. I completely forgot to send you. Uh, going into next week, we do have to. Uh, I have that fun way of doing Stephen Michael's call. Oh yeah. Wait, you ready for this? I'm gonna send no. it to you. We'll both oh, listen God. to it. We'll respond to it, and I'll just put the call. Like I'll download the file and put the call into the show. Oh yeah, we you have, said that. We'll have great audio. Perfect. That's going to be the easiest way to fucking do this. So stay tuned for that, guys. If you want to give us a call and be featured in our new fangled way to play these voicemails, give us a call at 413-418-0076. As always, thank you, everybody, for listening. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff's uh, Nerdy Thursday. The Instagram's Nerdy underscore Thursday. I don't even know the, the login for that. So actually, don't even check that one out. doesn't matter. Uh, but if you do want to help us out, there's a couple of different ways. Whatever you're listening on, give us a review. iTunes, that would rock. Uh, so hit us up there. Help us get in front of more people. Um, like our page on Facebook. That'd be cool. And we also have a Patreon. Uh, Mitch, where can they find that? At patreon.com slash nerdy Thursday. We thank everybody who's donating on there. Like You've said it literally several times. We don't deserve that. But... <laughs> It's still there if you guys want to pitch in a dollar or two. Uh, buy us a beer, something like that. Head on over there, um, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, yeah, nerdythursday.com, theme song, Invention Nerdy Thursday. Until next time. Keep, Keep it, it nerdy. nerdy. I'm going to hold this for three minutes so we make it an hour. Nerdy, 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 nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i didn't make it that long i, I could tell <laughs> i lasted about as long and not as i do in bed oh oh self burn just under 45 seconds oh that's pretty hey, good. sean sean what this is for you okay he sits in his computer chair blazing through the internet without a care was there more to that? No, I, 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 dude, I, if you, I, I had to keep going. Came, <laughs> if if you somehow came up with a rendition that was that entire song redid about me, I would have just sat here in awe. Like I would have been like this. Nice. <laughs> All right, I'm stopping it. In 1952, the world was a darker place. There were only six days in the week, not seven like we know today. Everybody walked around wearing clothes that were painted gray And they were sad almost all the time Yeah, they were And Back in 1952, there were six days in the week You could never know which day was the one for you But I do In 1965, somebody came alive and they had a great idea to make a brand new day it was called nerdy thursday and it was a day for all the people across the world who played D and magic the gathering and had land parties and it was their very own day for them the world was big and cruel and cold and gray and sad but Nerdy Thursday came up and made everybody glad 
because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds and they left the gray old square world behind nerdy thursday you're the man i hope you'll be my friend <laughs>